You are listening to the Boker Broadcast, a War Machine and Hordes podcast centered on the NJSOB meta. Sit back and take a listen as we discuss fluff, the rules, or anything else that catches our attention. Special thanks to the More Than Dice Podcast Network for hosting the podcast. And welcome to episode 11 of the Boker Broadcast. I'm your host, Seth Cohen, and with me is... Stephen Rabideau. And... RDC. Episode 11. Can you guys believe it? 11 I cannot. Episodes. My um, lucky number. I, why is it your lucky That's number? That's a dumb lucky number. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. It doesn't make any sense. It's it, been good to me my whole life. Okay. 11 was so a good year that, for you? Well, yeah, 11, 11 years old was the best year. I, <laughs> it's I, gone downhill from Is here. it multiples of 11? What was is, 22 good for you also? Yeah, 33? 33? What does my 44? favorite number have to do with my actual age? What is the correlation? I'm just trying to figure it out. Where's 11 come from? I don't know. All right. Okay. All right. So uh, let's start right off with our announcements. We are recording on January 24th. I have an answer. And, yes. So when I played Dungeons and Dragons back in the day, the one house rule that my dungeon master had was not only 100 was a crit, but you'd have everybody had their own favorite slash lucky number. Mine was 11, so it kind of gave you a 2% chance instead of a 1% chance, and so there you go. The, you were rolling D100s? What do you mean 100 was a, was a crit? You mean a 20? A tw- Yeah, I'm sorry, on a D20, or on a D100, if there was a big chart. There were plenty of charts in D&D that rolled 2D10. Okay, alright, sure. Absolutely. I'm also going back to like, you know, 1.5. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Uh, yeah. Of course, you know, when I started playing Dungeons and Dragons, there were no additions. It was just Dungeons right. and Dragons. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, yeah, that's all you had. Yeah. All right, so uh, we are recording here on January 24th in uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. We will be at Captain Con. We hope we see a lot of you guys there. There's going to be uh, some very cool events. There is going to be a death race on Saturday night, a midnight event. That's going to be run by Dave from Portal Comics and Games. And whoever loses dies. Yeah. What's that? I think that's well, how it works. Whoever lo- loses yes. dies. Like every exactly round. So definitely yeah. every round. Uh, yeah. The loser yeah. dies. They're uh, just going to be murdering die. people left and right. He is a Marine. He can do it. So that is the death race for Saturday night. We have the standard steamroller on Friday, 100 points. And then we have the team event on Saturday, three-person teams. And that will all lead to uh, 16 people getting into Masters on Sunday. And it is 16, right? It's not eight. Yeah, yeah, it's 16. It's 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last year, I think I made it to round three. I think you did too. And I really just like totally got somebody real good one. It was round two is oh man. Yeah. I should have died. <laughs> it's like all right, I need to roll a five and, and you and then that'll trigger everything and you'll die. And it was like a four and then oh. just kept rolling low. Yeah. And I yeah. was playing Falsier and then and then I made a whole bunch of mistakes trying to kill him. Uh, but I still succeeded. So Well, good job. It was very funny. All right. Uh, so we hope we see you there. We are hoping to have a Boker Brawl announcement, a really big one, uh, big news for us, for everyone who's going to be attending or thinking about attending, but we're not quite ready yet, and we don't want to make the announcement until we've got all our ducks in a row. we got to figure out what the announcement is. Yeah. Well, we, we, we know what we'd like to I just announce. Gotta, I just have to make that one phone call. Right. And then and then we're there. And then we're there. The, Brinks, got it. the Brinks truck is going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and that is all we can think of uh, for announcements, right? When is the Boca Brawl? That would be April 28th. That's uh, April when it 20th. starts. That's Those like springtime. Take your time off. Yeah, get your PTO. Yeah, That's like springtime. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't hold it in, guys. I have to tell everybody what the announcement is. 
uh, you can go ahead and I'll cut it out. You will not cut it out. Oh, I, watch me. The Brinks truck was a lie. Oh, yeah, no kidding? Yeah. Huh? Arthur. <clears throat> I know, I'm sorry. But as it turns out, we have a friend at Turkey Hill Ice Cream, and we'll be getting limited edition winter and Christmas flavors, even though it's springtime. Don't uh-huh. forget to cut that, Seth. Yeah. No problem. That's uh, top secret info we don't want out there. That's right. Yeah. So, um, all right. Uh, so, we had a tournament at Maplewood. It was the official first MK4 tournament in New Jersey. Uh, very well attended. 14 folks showed up. We had folks come from Delaware. We had a couple guys show up from uh, from upstate New York. And I, there was something really special about that crowd. Wouldn't mm. you say there, Steve? I would say so. Yeah, it was, it, you know, we, we were all together and we were all kind of saying, hey... Uh, we're excited. We're in all the negativity that's out there in, in, in on the web, and all the negativity for people who still just are professionally angry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was all left at the door, and everyone was just having a great time playing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I think that the tide will turn a little bit on what you've described as professional negativity. Yeah, I think. I mean, War Machine is is a game that is fun to talk about. But it's not fun to only talk about. Right. you got to be able to play it. And yeah. now that the models are actually in stores, like I've got mine, you've got yours, mm-hmm. like that's a big deal. Yeah. So it really it's, it's a big deal. I agree. You know, I was talking to a, a veteran uh, excellent player. I, I didn't ask them if I could talk about it on the, on the podcast, so I want to keep them nameless. And, you know, they were originally saying that, oh, they're out, they're out, you know. And, and, and then, of course, the more we've talked about things, it's, you know, well... You know, I, I think I'd really like to, but, you know, basically it was this, I don't want to be responsible for holding the torch until the game is completely released and all the models are completely out. And I was like, well, no one asked you to, right? Just just go play other games. Go do other things. Go spend time with your family. Go do the things. And when the game is out to a point where you it catches your interest again, you will come back and we will all still be here and we will still have conversations with you about other things other than War Machine mm-hmm. in between that time, right? It's it's Yeah, no hobby should ever feel like an obligation. Yes. If it feels like an obligation, take a break. Take a break, absolutely. Good advice. People should do the thing. And, yeah, I think that's why people quit World of Warcraft most often. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's 8 o'clock, I gotta log in. Right. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah. gotta do a raid, and it's yeah. like, as soon as you say gotta, I mean... Yeah, do you though? Do you yeah. really gotta? Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, we ended up playing three rounds, even though we officially should have played four. I think at the end of three rounds, people who traveled were like, we got to go. And everyone mm-hmm. was like, we would much rather all go to go out together and get dinner than play a fourth round. And what was it you said? There's one thing that War Machine players like better than playing War Machine. Uh, it's not playing War Machine. It's not war- playing War Machine. Yeah, so exactly. We did tiebreakers at, uh, at the end of round three. And I think I think... I think that's fine, and I think that's oh, yeah. that's actually good. I think the the critical thing about any any kind of game that has this social aspect is to incorporate the social. That's the thing that keeps players who are not like highly competitive or even like competitively minded or whatever, like don't really care about winning. Like they want to come hang out, play some games, go out to dinner. Yeah, and that's what I want to do. You yeah, know? like yeah. I don't really care about winning the local tournament, which is good. Yeah. Because you know, I just lost every game. But <laughs> that notwithstanding, uh, did you? Oh yeah. I mean, I won the first round because I got a buy. <laughs> yes. And then you know, just well, we could talk about it later. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's a key component to this whole like 
that's why it's a tabletop game. That's why we're playing a tabletop game instead of an online game. Right. Is to hang out with real people. Yeah, look, look across the table, you know. Exactly. Talk to people, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a great day. And uh, and Arthur, truthfully, you, you, were, you were fondly missed. That's right? nice. Yeah. I don't work. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, in some ways it was probably good you weren't there because um, Scott Sarfati, or was it Erica? I think it was Erica. Uh, just decided she was going to buy pizza for everybody for lunch. But she, like, walked down the block and just went to this kind of random pizza place. Oh, she went to Joe's? Yeah. Uh, Joe's is actually think... not horrible. Well, then it wasn't Joe's, because this was horrible. You would have been offended. <laughs> you would have had to go back to the oh. pizza place and punch the guy in the head. Fair That's well. how bad that pizza was. <laughs> was so, it oily? Sorry, Erica, we appreciate the gesture. Oh, it was wonderful that she I, did it. I, I mean, I liked it. But... Yeah, oh, yeah. Was it oily? It, it, I don't know. It was very, very, very flimsy, and it was a little oily. Oh, it was very thin crust. It might have been yeah, Joe's, because like. he cooks all his pizzas in a pan. But when I had oh. it the one time in my life, I was like, oh, not yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. And then the guys from Delaware apparently never been to a diner before, never been to a Jersey diner, so we went to a di- you know, the diner at the, on the corner for, for dinner. And yeah, diners are always good in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't last long if you're not a good That's one. correct. A lot of competition. Yep. That's true. Yep. So, uh, yeah, good time had by all. They don't have diners in Delaware? I'm sure they do, but they're I mean, not Jersey the diners. We've not been to same. Delaware enough. I, yeah. Now i got to get my eyes open and see if it's actually just like, you know, a diner. Yeah, it's not the same. That's not well, Denny's. They are right, doing, right, exactly. uh, and I'm sorry I don't have the date. I want to say like two weeks before the brawl, they're doing a food machine event. Mm. Um, and I'm kicking myself. Uh, you know, look them up. Um, uh, and, um, alternate Universe? Yeah, it's Alternate Universe uh, in Delaware. They're doing a food machine event. And truthfully, I would go if it wasn't two weeks before the brawl. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to have that kind of time. And I love that they do food machine. You just go get like two cases of Campbell's, and you got a real shot of winning that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, a I think lot it's of wonderful. Rules. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and truthfully, it's one of the things I like about Captain Con is the you know the raffle that Chris Miller runs. Mm-hmm. He's actually going to be there this year running the raffle. I love that that gamers all get together and raise money. Uh, we are donating the uh, Boca Brawl and the NJ, NJSOB Game Club. We are donating a uh, Dusk Battle Group painted mm-hmm. uh, along with a uh, objective that's going to be custom made for the Boca Brawl. You're going to get one ahead of time. So, you know, get your tickets and, and pick that up for yourself if you'd like. And then... Uh, the objective Ma- this year is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maplewood, Maplewood Hobbies, where the NJSOBs play their games... Uh, they are donating a bunch of uh, board games and, and some some brushes and things for just just to be given away at the raffle, and I just think that's wonderful. That and then nice. some patronize their store. Yeah, and then um, various people have given me uh, various you know other board games and just things. So hey, give this away. Give this largest away. largest paint selection on the East Coast. It, it is the best paint selection and expertise, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, you walk in there, you ask, hey, what kind of paint do you think I should use for this? And they'll give you three options. And Or, or if you go in and say, this is what I'm lines. painting, these are the colors I'm looking for, he'll pick the, the colors from four different paint ranges because he knows exactly what's going to go together. Supposedly, when he's kind of done with the remodeling, mm-hmm. he's adding more paints. I'm How is that? I don't think there's a paint range he doesn't have. He doesn't have... Um, there's a couple. He doesn't have that one that's metallic that changes colors depending on how you look oh, at it. Oh, the color color changes. Yeah, what it's called? It's like scale. No, no he he's got scale, scale seventy. Right. Right. He's got scale. He's got AK because of Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got all the Vallejos, mm-hmm. all the G Dubs, yeah. the P threes. He's a, got the, the he's got coat my, of arms. Coat of arms, coat of which arms. is my favorite. The original GW paints from yeah. yesteryear. Uh, I thought the original P threes. Never mind. Not important. They're in the P three bottles, but it's, oh, okay. it's not the same formulation. Yeah. All right. 
the same company account. Okay, testers. He's got testers. Yeah, stuff. he's got testers and he's got the mm-hmm. uh, Tamiya. Yep. All of that. He's got a lot of paint sets from the. Online. What's that? You should list it online hmm? or something. Yeah, it. You need paint, and he now he's got brushes. He's got Windsor Newton brushes there as well. Yeah, that was the other one Chris wanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Carnaccio is uh, it was our painter as well for uh, for the Dusk Battle Group. So mm-hmm. he really did us a solid. A lot as of well. good work. Yeah, really, really did fantastic stuff. So uh, I got my Orgoth Battle Group or mm-hmm. uh, Army the Box Starter Box yep. Starter Box. Uh, and I had this crazy idea that I was going to put it together Sunday and then play some games with it. Uh, I got, I would say, halfway through before someone showed up for a, a, a demo game and I had to uh, stop what I was doing. Um, That's good, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I some of the, One of the casters was One Piece. Yes. And that was great. And uh, some, I really like the, uh, is it resin? Resin that they're using? Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah, it's 3D it's printing resin, yeah. Resin, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's like anything else. Some things didn't go together so so well, and I realize now that I needed um, a file to file down some of the the nubs to fit better into the holes. Hmm. But that, that was only one unit that had that issue. The magnets fit in those little holes perfectly. Those things were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. those are great. Now, if you're filing, make sure you like wet file. What's wet filing? So like you know, make it make it, like wet the file and wet the stuff because that dust is not good for you. Gotcha. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I don't mean a ton of it. Like, I just need it's to shave sure, off sure, sure. little, little, just little bits and pieces because I tried clipping fine. it and whole chunks of it came off. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it shatters. File. Yeah. So, so I got a file. Uh, but yeah, the, the magnets fit in perfectly. I of course, uh, I had great advice there from you, Mister Rabido. It was uh, left arm uh, one polarity, right arm the other because mm-hmm. it's easier for storage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I did the head so. You know, it was a little nerve-wracking because you hate putting the magnets in backward, mm-hmm. but that's that's on you, right? That's not a design flaw. Yeah, yeah. If you just focus, that's the trick. Because that was as soon as I I was like watching something or whatever, and then a, a magnet would flip. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I'm like watching yeah. something while I'm assembling, you just gotta see my magnets on the table. Uh, yes, we all on in the land of radio see your magnets on the table. Please continue. What I'm simply saying is the best way is you keep the stack going. And then mm-hmm. the orientation of the stack is yeah. It oh, helps. Yeah. It yeah. helps. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I and I I will tend to so like I, I typically either do an arm well usually I'll do the uh, yeah and either either the arm first or the the shoulder first and then between every other thing I will like touch the the magnets mm-hmm. so that it's like okay this is the way it goes yeah. <laughs> and then I'll do the, yeah. the I'll I'll pick from the opposite side and. Like just yeah. stick it in there, slide it off. Stick yeah. it in there, slide it off. And I think it was also good advice to use just a little itty bitty bit of putty to yeah. kind of anchor it in there a little yep. bit while the glue dries. Yeah, um, I was I had one broken warjack uh, pole arm, mm-hmm. which I'm told is a common one to break, and then oh, yeah. uh, I had a a uh, incorrect arm on the ungers. Wait, I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, Old core, I think Old, they're called. Yeah, whatever those guys the are called. They're called orcs. Um, I so I will of course uh, reach out to, to PP as soon as I'm you know through the rest of the box and just say okay here are the replacements mm-hmm. I need and I'm confident I will get what I need back. Oh yeah, all reports are they've been great about that. Yeah, they've been real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I my box had no broken parts in it. Which really? Was nice. mm-hmm. Wow. I Until I like broke you one. better. You yeah. broke one. How did you break one? Oh, you remember? I was like, oh, that's because, right. Yeah, I was like, so I, I do, I, I don't know this for sure. I do believe that the formulation may have changed somewhat because they don't feel as brittle as the initial box. 
Okay. Um, like the the Gen Con box. Right. Did not feel quite as brittle as that. And mm-hmm. so when I was like, look, not so brittle. And then and I then snapped you... it. <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> don't, don't tempt fate, folks. Yeah. Although it's funny, uh, uh, this isn't really a, 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 a judge's corner issue, but, you know, the, the rule with, uh, they gave Phantom Hunter to the Orgoth, right? Yep. And people figured out really quick that it's going to be like uh, Snipe Feet Go from Raven mm-hmm. way back in, in, in Mark 1, Mark 2. I think people figured out right away that it's completely broken. And you can just listen to the internet. They'll tell you all about how yeah. bad it is. <laughs> well, I mean, look. I, actually, I, I don't really disagree. Well, well, what's interesting is I was like, you know, someone posted about it. And I think it was Damon who posted about it. Um, there was and, someone else who did the math for 30,000 times. Yeah, and I was like. I was like, of what the odds are. I was like, Shh, not so loud. I want to win a couple of games <laughs> with this before, they, before people realize it's got to be changed. Sure. And uh, Privateers already posted that they're well aware they're looking they're at keeping it keeping an eye on it so they'll probably watch it at LVO and then change it yeah we'll see because they're going to be at LVO mm-hmm. so they shouldn't watch it at LVO it should be changed before LVO okay well regardless it'll be it'll be interesting ne- should have never made it off the paper like when you're jotting that down as an idea you should have scratched that one first I agree I agree but it'll be interesting at Captain Con to see so Captain Con uh, so I got my army box put it together I'm painting it right now the goal is to be fully painted by Captain Con Mm-hmm. Which is achievable because it's not that many models, which I love. Yeah, That's the yeah. thing I've consistently loved. Of course, about you do Mark have a job for. and you're married, so you know right. it's not like your time is completely unspoken for. Sure, sure, but it's a, it's a, the hundred point list is a total of let's see, 10, 12, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, it's like twenty three models. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. And I got to paint multiple arms, but I'm only going to paint the ones I used. So. Right. It's not that many things, and that's 100 points. It feels great. Nice. So I'm very excited for that. Good, good. Uh, I've got to bring... I'm not really going to be playing any War Machine. I'm going to be either, you know, floor judging like I do, or... Head judge? What's that? Head judge? No, I'm, I'm just no, a floor just judge. just a floor judge. Just a floor judge. Um, and my wife's coming with me this year, so of course I, I can't... I'm not going to just be able to, you know, play pickup games, so, you know, I have to make sure that she's engaged and enjoying herself. So, but I am bringing... That's a bad idea. What's that? It's a bad idea. Why? What are you going to do? There's nothing to do there but the event. What are you kidding me? It's Rhode. First off, it's Rhode Island, so don't get me started there. But B, I mean, other than the one bar and restaurant in the hotel, the surrounding area is really not that exciting. So she's going to be bored. You and I have gone to completely different events in the same location. There are tons of cool restaurants around there. We're going to go to cool restaurants. We're going to come back to the hotel. We're going to play board games and other card games. Oh, if she does those type of things. Then yeah, you'll probably be fine. Thanks. But if, if she yeah. doesn't do those type of things, I've never seen her play a board yeah. game. So what do I know? Yeah, fair enough. But I mean, look, she's not eager, but she will certainly do it to pass the time <laughs> and have fun. You know, it's funny. She's like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not that kind of nerd. I'm like, honey, everyone there is the kind of nerd you are plus an additional. That's all you have to think about. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm a Star Wars nerd. I'm a Star Trek nerd. I'm a Vampire Diaries nerd. I'm a, you know. They're all there. You want to They're borrow my copy there. of Clue as an emergency, just no, in case? No, no. Solve a mystery? Yeah, it's a solid mm. bad game. It'll be fun. So, no, Clue is great. She, she'll, she plays, uh, uh, what's that train game where you have to make the... Ticket to Ride. Ticket to Ride. She, you know, she, so she Plandemic, she'll, she'll play games. It'll be fine. And then uh, Dave is bringing his big, huge, giant super collection of Cards Against Humanity, which she loves, Cards Against that, that Humanity. That is a fun one. Yeah. So it'll be fine. Um, okay. But I do have to bring my Gator Army because uh, we had Scott Sarfati and George 
uh, from you know coming down from Long Island for the tournament, and George, you know, he really wants to be better at the game, and he says, well, Scott only really has, and and their meta right now is just the two of them, and Scott's mm-hmm. like, I really only have, I'm only comfortable playing my my Kador army, so he only ever plays Kador. I'm like, well, would you play Gators? It's like, yeah, I can play Gators. I'm like, great, I'll lend you my Gator army. Nice. Play, you know, play play games against him so he can, you know, get some kind of different experiences. Yeah. But uh, oh, so you're going to give your Gators to Scott so he can play against George? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not giving it away. I'm going to get no, the models back. Yes, I understand. You know, um, but uh, it, it was funny because you know George, I, I told George at the at the tournament, he's much better than he thinks he is. Like he almost convinces himself he loses a game halfway through a game and he's not and he mm-hmm. hasn't lost. You know, so hopefully it'll build a little confidence flustered. for him. Flustered, I think, is the accurate word for him. He gets Fair. flustered. Yeah, great guy. Love playing him. Yeah, beat me. Yeah, he did. And we had to... We, well, you saw. No, no, no. It's so true. What, what happened was uh, George was winning on, on, on points, but he didn't realize it. So he's trying to figure out how to keep his caster safe for the assassination. He is sure that's coming next round, not realizing... That he's won if he just t- taps the clock and, and says, you know, that's the game. Mm-hmm. Everyone around him is, like, freaking out. And I'm like, no, no, no one say anything. Let him play the game. Every, and, and I knew Steve wouldn't let him uh, clock himself or do anything ridiculous, you know. So, I was winding him up, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely, because it was fun. Every t- he would, so, yeah, so, like, to, to put it into context, I had I had thoroughly botched some things. And so it was basically Wolf, uh, Commander Ensign Wolf running around, uh, running after Sorsha. Which, like, it doesn't really work because yeah. he, he ran behind a building and it's kind of like, well, you could just run away. Like, you don't have to worry about free strikes or anything anymore. Yeah. So you could just run away. Yeah. Um, but he would, like, move models to surround my caster. And then every time he moved a model, I'd be like, are you sure that's enough? <laughs> <And then laughs> that's right. And then he just kept doing it. I had, like, 40 seconds on my clock or something. Yeah. So, like, even if I could somehow engineer getting to him... I would not try. Like at forty seconds, I do not like playing like and trying to be like, okay, I did, did I hit? Do I, how much damage? I don't yeah. like playing that way. So like, yeah. I would not have really tried. So that's why I was just like, all right, I run. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to yeah, and just then, to wind uh, him up a bit. And then fi- and then finally, he's like, oh, I can't think of anything else to do. I, I give up, and he taps the clock, and Steve's like, you just won. And he's like, what? And we had to explain to him how he won the game. <laughs> yeah, and everyone was so frustrated. But, uh, and so, he did do it by accident. Like, he, he ran into the zone or something like that by right, accident. Right, I did so. that once in chess. It's the first time I ever won a game of chess, like, way back when. And I had no idea I won. I had no idea of anything. I just mm-hmm. moved a piece, and then my opponent goes, oh, I guess he got me. And I'm like, wait, what? what? Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to bring my, my, my gators to, uh, so he can get a broader experience. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, anything else under our tournament or Captain Con or our army boxes or any of those kinds of things? I've been playing several games. So, since the tournament, I played it on Sunday. I've played, you know, some War Table games. And I've been having a lot of fun. I'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying Mark IV. I'm enjoying Storm Legion in particular. Yep. But just playing in playing Mark IV games, like getting to know the nuances, it's, it's fun to sort of, like... Like, I know that the game has tactical depth. Yep. And I've experienced that, like, you know, throughout Mark III and all that stuff. Um, so that has not really lessened. 
mm-hmm. and especially like on the table, like that has not really lessened. Mm-hmm. But the tricks have changed. Yes, you know, like being able to like break through a unit to move it and then do these things, and then and then like not even like the simple straightforward stuff, you know, like being able to like walk and do this or whatever, like with the new unit movement. But like all the kinds of like weird stuff that happens now, yeah. that's new. You know, yeah. not not weird bad, but just weird new. Right. Like it's uh very interesting so yeah. i've been really enjoying getting to learn me too. that and me I'm, too. I'm looking forward to see what the what the meta is like at captain con yeah so it'll be very interesting how many people are going to be playing actual mark four stuff is it just going to be a whole bunch of mirror matches where my I, lightning guns or is it going to be like, nothing but orgoth and shooting yeah exactly there's a ton of orgoth <laughs> or is it just going to be like a little orgoth and a little storm legion because i was the only one at our tournament who, right. who had a box yeah so fair enough i think the new stuff has been out just long enough and the game is just small enough where you'll see a lot of the new stuff. Probably. Oh, I, really, probably. I really do. Well, speaking of new stuff, after we did our uh, Dwarfa episode, you uh, have played some Dwarfa games, and you say that you the, your games have now earned <coughs> you a rant. So... Yeah, I don't know what... See, this is where I have to, like, change gears, and I have to word things nicer than saying, like, fucking idiot. Like, so the word I'd want to say is fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. But I don't know who... Um, possibly made a slight oversight and made it so that Durgan's feet has to touch the enemy model instead of just his own models like it always was. He just made a bubble in his own models as long as they were in his control range. They got a bonus to their AoE. But now he has to like source to it where he has to catch the enemy in the mm-hmm. bubble. Mm-hmm. So therefore he's completely unplayable as mm. far as I'm concerned. Gotcha. Uh, unless of course you just want to move up and die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he yeah, does my rent. The the plus two rat part is no, that, in your control range. That actually, the wording on that one's a little funny. Is it me or is that like your whole army is plus two rat? Yeah, while in Mad Hammer's control range, friendly faction models gain plus two rat. Yeah, just okay. across the board. And then he when an enemy model him. suffers a blast yeah. damage roll in Mad Hammer's control range, which is ridiculous. Die. Which I did not know. So I totally cheated you on our first game when I used them. Uh, when I was like, oh, this guy's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was a big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to. Well, risk you were him. literally changing model rules as we were playing, so well, I, I don't well, know why true. you're surprised that when you played with the rules, well, it didn't work out like you thought. The one change I made was fair because it's uh, Genie Boy, Bamfist. You know, they just forgot to put the rule on his card, but I know he has it. What's the rule? Uh, force barrier. Mm. He has force barrier, and he gives out force barrier. He doesn't have it. He only gives it out, but we played it as if he does. Because he does. Because gotcha. Arthur rolls. Gotcha. There's no way, because it's a typo, because every time a model gives out a rule, he has that rule himself. Every time. 100% of the time. Because they don't give you the rules of the rule he gives out. They, you, always, you, you reference it by reading the guy's own card. Okay. See, it makes perfect sense. It does. Yeah, it does. It's clearly but, a typo. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, you were cheating. That's actually a good point, Cause it, oh, I don't think the he's first, wrong. The first part is not true, but the second part is true. Which is which is so the like first, a, which is the second. So the first part being like, if a model gives it out, it has it. Yeah. So I believe I don't know actually if there is an exception anymore, but most models that have field marshals, for example, do not benefit from their own field marshal. Yeah, but that's written in the field marshal. Yeah, <clears throat> but you are correct in that it says models gain force barrier with with his little ability and it does not explain what force barrier is which is usually because he it has exists it. somewhere it else exists on the car. Yeah. yeah yeah I don't think you're wrong I'm just saying you're a cheater alright sure so, I'll live with that yeah cheat right. to win um, <laughs> isn't that our motto it is 
It is. I, well, I'm really, not disappointed with your cheating. I'm yeah, just I mean, we don't really it do it enough. I am. We don't do it savagely. No, you're not. I mean, you were caught. I wasn't <laughs> caught. The most disappointing kind of cheating. No, no, no. I wasn't caught. I just, what I did is I made a statement of this is how this game is going to be played. Right. And there was just nothing okay, anybody Okay, that's was not even play. cheating then. No. I feel like that's not cheating. That's just bullying. <laughs> yeah. You bullied poor Seth into, into yeah. agreeing Well, with I'm you. a public school educator. I've been taught not to use that word because, you know, bad things happen in New Jersey when you say bully. Oh, no, okay. So I stuck with cheating. Harassing. So, you know how you stop bullying? Haranguing. You punch the bully in the face. Right. Okay. Now you so, know next time, Seth, yeah, what to do you. when he so tells next you. Next time one of those little kindergartners is bullying you, <laughs> whack him. Next, yeah. time, next time Arthur says, Bamfist has yeah. force barrier, <laughs> punch him right in the chest. Spends Seth, the entire weekend at Captain Kong getting no, punched. Seth is just yeah. going to be cutting a swath through the lunchroom with a yardstick, and yeah. little four year olds and five year olds are just going to be flying through the air everywhere. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Privateer had an interesting announcement. They announced that there will now be defenses. These are terrain features that players are going to take turns uh, placing on the table after, uh, I guess... Uh, you set terrain, you... Yeah. Uh, you pick sides. You choose yeah. sides. Yep. You roll to see who goes first. Then we go through the separate steps. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Back three, and forth. Three, the second, right? Yeah. The, uh, three, I think and then the, the second, second player gets, gets a fourth. Gets yes, a fourth so or something like that. That's I, it. That sounds right. All right. So defenses can't be placed within two inches an objective. They can be placed on top of a hill if one has already been placed there. Uh, you can have multiple defenses of the same type, and they're going to have defense to, uh, terrain features may have additional placement rules, and they are removed from the table if they are contacted by a model with an extra large or huge base. So the 80 millimeters and 120 millimeters uh, are going to just remove these things. I think that's pretty Stop cool. Stop right on top of I it. like that yeah. role. Um, yeah. You know, you know, the one thing that has me the most concerned is whether or not are they locked into being defenses only or... Could a TO put one down as part of the actual terrain of the board? So, I the, don't the, think so. Because yeah. I don't think they're I actually terrain not. pieces. Well, it's funny, it's funny that you mentioned that. So, you know, of course, when this came out, there was the predictable... You know, it was funny, uh, Charlie, uh, Sunday, was like, I read through the whole thing, and I think these things are cool. I don't understand this whole world is ending stuff. And I looked at him, I said, let me introduce you to the internet. Yeah. Because clearly you've never been on it before. But, um, uh, you know... Uh, uh, Steve King made the comment. He's like, well, I'm not looking forward to it. And I said, well, why not? He says, well, they have something similar in 40K. He does a lot of 40K judging. And he, he doesn't think it's good. He doesn't think it's optimal. Um, in general, he doesn't like the idea of, um, of it? people placing things on the board. And of his it. comment was that TOs, he said, he said if, if Privateer does it right, they will make TOs and, uh, very aware that if you're going to use defenses, you have to be conscious of that while setting up your tables. And mm -hmm. if you over terrain your tables, they said or if you, you, I'm still talking, I'm sorry, or if you, if you uh, place things in a way that create these uh, uh, tunnels, and you did that on purpose, yes, I did. tunnels and, 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 and uh, columns and things, well, people are just going to block those things up. So, right. And I think that's a fair, that's a fair way to, to state what the concern is. Arthur, you were saying. What I was saying. Um, that's actually a very good point Steve brought up. I hadn't really considered that. I know they put a limitation. It can't be within two inches of an objective. Did they say it couldn't be within two inches of another terrain feature? It, it or says no? there are going to be additional terrain rules. I don't so. know if like that hill thing was an exception and that otherwise yeah. they can't be near terrain because what Steve is saying, King that is, is that if you had a, a, a funnel situation and then you put a defense there like the right. spike trap. Uh, my question was, 
Are there ambushes in this game anymore? Yeah. They exist. So yeah. the spike trap is disgusting. Well, let's let's go through that one just at like, a time. Hi, I'm just going to shut off this side of the table with let's, spike let's go traps. Through, yeah. you, you are not ambushing here. Well, which let's which in a way is nice counterplay. Yeah. Ag- I mean, ambushing is counterplay to itself, basically. If you don't have a ranged attack, it's like, That's what are true. you doing? Yeah. So there, there's a fire pit, right? Uh, the I like fire, this one. Yeah, the fire pit, the models lose stealth while within five inches of it. My uh, problem is, though, you're placing it probably on your half of the table. You so why to. would you want to remove stealth from your own models? You have to place it on your half of the table. Right, well, so that's... Oh, you're half. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so you put it on, like, the 24-inch line. Yeah, but you're also kind of dictating where the stealth models will be, and then you can... uh, Right, but you're also saying where they won't be. Right. Uh, Powder keg. Uh, It's an obstacle that's going to provide cover. Uh, This is the most fun one. Yeah, I love it. I love the phrasing. A powder keg is an obstacle that provides cover to any model daft enough to hide behind them. <laughs> Large and small base models without flight or pathfinder attempting to move through a powder keg suffer minus two speed. And then while within two inches of one or more powder kegs, a model's range weapons gain plus one range. What's that? Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, it's going to explode and it's going to get removed from play. And I love this part too. Models with the throw power attack can throw it. That's the best part. <laughs> I think that's amazing. Um, and then, of course, a wall barrier. You're going to suffer an additional minus two speed. And then the spike trap. Well, the wall is a wall, right? Yeah. Obstacle provides cover. Uh, yeah. If you don't have flight or pathfinder, you're right. going to take a minus two speed. So that's the different part, is that the... Regular walls don't do that? No. Regular walls don't You don't penalize your speed. Yep. Really? You don't need pathfinder to clear a wall? Uh, if you're charging, you do. Like, you just can't charge over walls. Oh, like, gotcha, but this wall is This different. is effectively... This is even if you can't run over this wall. Well, you can, but it's effectively a... Even if you charge over it, right. it's a... Uh, Minus two speed. And in fact, um, yeah, it's a... It's a better wall. Well, they got Pathfinder, they don't take the minus this is two a, speed. If they got Pathfinder, they can charge it's over It's a dwarven anyway. wall. Yeah. Yeah. Dwarves not a mechal wall. I actually am not sure. So it's, it's an obstacle that provides cover... So maybe you can't charge through it. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, can you charge through obstacles? I th- maybe it adds a rule to a wall, basically. I think it just adds a rule to a wall. Yeah. I think that's all it's doing. So yeah, minus two speed. Yeah. So and then there's a spike trap. It's an obstacle. Uh, a model without flight entering the area within three inches around a spike trap terrain feature suffers a power ten damage roll. This and one is highly deadly to units. Mm-hmm. Uh. The whole unit gets hit by it. Trooper, that yeah, that was that that was the interesting part. Which one is trooper, shocking. one trooper takes the hit. All of them take the hit. Yeah, um, which is kind of hard to visualize in my head. But uh, they're you, lemmings. You Everybody's are, a lemming. You just follow the first lemming in front of you, and if you all run off the cliff, you all run off. Yeah, uh, it's Warjack's going to suffer a damage point to its available movement system box. So you can really dictate. You get four of those. Second player, you're going to really dictate. You're going to cut off a lot of the board. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how close could uh, could these things be to each other? In other words, can I make a line of four spike traps? So they would have to be. You would have to not be able to place them within six inches of each other, which does not, which does Why? not appear, because it's a, it's within three inches of. Oh, the it's within three trap. inches of the marker. So oh, wow. so which uh, there's no rule. In, there's no rule about. So that means that. every three inches, I put down four of them. I just cut off twelve inches of table. Yeah. Actually, more than that. Can they be blown up with shooting? Yeah, more than I that. cut off 18 inches of table. Yeah, assuming they're like them? an inch. Yeah. No. No. But you can get rid of them with your if you step on 80 them. millimeter bases. Yeah. And your uh, and your huge base models. That might be a problem. I don't know. That, I have, that, that actually might be a problem. Yeah. I have long thought 
that something something more was needed, right? And I don't know if this is it, but I, I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to see how it works. I think Steve King is right that TOs need to be very careful about how they terrain once these things are out. Uh, it also becomes something else Especially that we Especially because there's always that one board, I'm sorry. There's always that one board at every event where it's like, everything's on fire, or everything's acid, or, you know, there's always those theme boards, and then you couple that with, with these rules. Yeah, so yeah. Well, we, we like to do that for the team event at the Boker Brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, in particular, is very good at looking at those boards and saying, okay, this is one big, long farm battlefield, and here's the farmhouse, and, here, and he just spreads it out over five tables. Right. Well, yeah, we're going to have to be a little more careful about that, about that moving forward. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this is intended for competitive play or not. Right. Just because <clears throat> there's a number of things here that are kind of like, so the, like the, the, just placing a wall. Yeah. Like I can just place four walls, you know, or yeah. three walls. Apparently. It's apparently. kind of a, it, it's kind of makes, it, it makes it very interesting. Like, okay, now shooting armies that forge are. Gun look pretty good. Right yeah, because yeah. it's like everything's hiding behind a wall. Now, yeah. granted, these walls cost you two speed. And unless you have Pathfinder, I guess, right? Or no, it's unless uh, you have Pathfinder, yeah, um, or Flight. Yeah, so, so it's kind of like, okay, so that's that that could potentially cost you something, but I don't know. I it does feel sense. weird to just kind of be like, well, you could just take now if it was like one of each, that's a little bit different because then you can't just. Pick I'm one sure and limitations are going to come. Yeah, I'm um, sure limitations. I like the step in the direction they're going. I like the step. We'll see what happens. When you know they, what I dislike? What do you dislike? I love this list, okay? And there was probably two more, maybe, that didn't even make the cut. What I don't like is this almost seems like a a first draft. Don't give me the first draft to make it public. Give me the revised. Look. Have played it a few times. uh, Get a few games in. Then release this type of document. Don't release this document. But this is is the modus operandi. We know this. They they, they put out what they think is their best product. But it's a mistake. And then the we have to, the players correct them, and they're fully expecting it. I don't like that, but that's the way but they, they do it. But they should not rely on the player base to proofread and whatever the other word might be their ideas. Okay. I don't. I don't know that that's what's happening. This some of this at least seems to me that there was you know there's there's been talk about it, but, but I don't know. This was, so the the this thing reminds that, me of one guy sitting at a table thinking. So the the thing that I actually this reminds me of that went away in Mark Four, and I was very sad. Is the uh, the mines that the pig, oh yeah yeah the sappers yeah pharaoh sappers oh, I got rid of those I loved those things yeah. They, yeah they don't exist in Mark Four anymore they don't have that rule but um, I painted models of I <laughs> love those things like the the like yeah. mini game of being like all right I'm gonna be placing mines so I'm gonna t- put two mines out on the table and then I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do, and then like they come in and they throw another mine onto the field and stuff like that like I loved that and so I, I like this idea I think that. I, I, I hope that they come out with something that is like I don't I don't actually dislike this that much if it's like one each. Because then you have to think about all right, where am I gonna put this one spike trap? Where's yeah. the optimal point on the board to put a spike trap? That's fair. And then if you both are doing that, that's fine. If you're but I mean if it if it comes down to it, it's like okay, so either I'm putting down all walls or I'm putting down all spike traps or like two and two or something or like one spike one wall, three spike traps, and then it's just yeah. like because like, or I guess if I'm a ranged army, I'm gonna put four powder kegs down so that I yes. get, I everybody gets or plus four, one. Range. Or four spike traps to say you're not none of your or infantry are coming traps. over this. Exactly, line. yeah. Uh, like yeah. my jacks are gonna line up directly behind the spike traps, and good luck. Yeah. So, but if it's one, then it's like okay, we're affecting the battlefield in 
one way here, one different way here. That, that's much more interesting to me. It should probably, yeah. I mean, it should probably be you can only have one of each except the, the second player. His fourth right. one well, can be a duplicate. We can talk about the problems all we like want. That. We'll see where it all goes. But all it right. needs to be played. Like, Agreed. Probably a good hundred games before it's kind of flushed out. All right. So, uh, maybe not a hundred. Okay. Anything else from Privateer's announcements? Anything of that nature? Uh, other than all the character jacks coming? Oh, yeah, the character jacks. I'm so, pretty excited about it's kinda that. It's kind of funny how what's old is new again, in the sense that we're getting back those upgrade blister packs, more or less. Mm-hmm. Which I know they're not going to actually... Well, maybe they will be in a blister pack. What do I know? But the point is, you, you're getting upgraded heads and arms to turn a jack uh-huh. into a character jack. And I, just, I, I hadn't thought today, of that, yeah. And I was like, oh, blast from the past. Yeah. All of a sudden, Erebus upgrade kit. Yep. Yeah, yep. but now that it's all magnetized, it, it it's well, so much yeah, better. Well, yeah, that's the point. Is that yeah? You, yeah. So, you, yeah, you just slap the magnets in there, and you turn one of your whatever into a whatever. Yeah, I like that. And all then right. they're all gonna have uh, some type not imprint, whatever the uh, bond bond a bond. They're yeah. gonna have a bond. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've forgotten about those. All right, so that will take us into our judges' corner for the week. Uh, my first judges' corner thing isn't so much a, a rules discussion as it is. I just want to share that Sunday I trampled for the first time with with a with a warjack. How was it? It was so much fun, and it's so much better than trample used to be. I just figured mm. this is a good place to talk about that. Rule. Just because nobody strikes back at you. No one strikes back at you. You just trample. You just move speed plus three, and when you're done. You buy attacks. And I don't know why they didn't word it this way. I'm sure there's a reason, but you are essentially unstoppable. You, you don't worry about uh, going in and out of anybody's melee ranges. You just trample right by them, attack, 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 if you can buy some attacks. That's Te- right. Technically, if you had played Mark Three and you removed the free strike rule, it's what you have now. Mm-hmm. Yes. It yep. was the free strikes that made tramples complicated or difficult. Yes. Not to learn... But to actually do. Yeah. I mean, you know, still, same thing with the medium bases and large bases. You can't go over those. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems very doable now. And then... Um, do you have still have to center, like, your center line to, to the target center line? Or no? You just no. trample in a direction and whatever you flip, mm-hmm. you flip. Take a direction, go, and trample, because there's no, there's no facing anymore. So you just, right. you just move. Right? You just move. But you still have instances in this game where you center of your base to center of Yeah, the throws. Slams. The slams. Yep. Absolutely. Um I like how they simplified power attacks in general. It's a power attack role. Not, there's no longer uh, PNS and worrying about increasing strength, etc. It's PNS 12, and if you're bigger than the, than what you're attacking, it's PNS 14. Mm-hmm. And that, that's pretty much the whole thing. Yeah, um, I do. I do like that. That, that that's actually good because yeah. no one ever knows the strength of their uh, models. Mm-hmm. Well, it was so many steps, right? And you had to stop. And I'm telling you, every time I would judge an event, someone did a throw. It doesn't matter if I had the whole thing memorized in my head. I still opened up the book because there's always some part of that rule that someone needed read out or clarified because mm-hmm. it's just, it was just such a complicated rule set. You know, do I have to equal the dice roll? Can I beat the dice roll? Let's just read it. And every time I would just read it from the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is going to be much, 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 much simpler. I agree. All right. Even a caveman can do it. Even a caveman can do it. So um, my actual judge's corner, uh, well, for, two things. Uh, first was uh, prey. Right, because it says very specifically in the prey rule when you declare prey. In Mark 3, there were two different rulings on what you should do if you've forgotten 
to put out your prey target. At one point it was your opponent gets to pick the prey target. And another point it was... Um, I thought you were SOL. I think you lose it, yeah. Yeah, at some point you lose it. So I happened to be chatting with Travis Marg online, and I just asked him, and I don't like to ring that bell, right? I don't like to go, you know, Travis, give me a ruling on this. Travis, give me a ruling on that. Um, but I, I asked him about the prey, and he said, well, if the players can't come to an agreement, it's gone. It's lost. And I said, that makes sense to me because it says in the rule where it is. And if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. So don't forget your prey. Don't forget. Yeah. And uh, then also, though, don't be like, if your opponent says, like, no, it, I don't agree. I think you should lose it. Don't be a jerk about it because, like, yeah. you're the oh, one really? who forgot. You're yeah. really going to make me lose it? You know I was going to pick that unit exactly. right there. You exactly. Because, like, the, right. to it me, was your responsibility. To me, the, <laughs> the, thing, the thing about things like that where it's like, oh, if they can't agree, then this, like, I, I actually kind of wish it would. Like, I can understand the sort of informality of, like, oh, if you guys agree on something, whatever, that's fine. Right. Um, but I think the rule should be you just lose it. Right. Instead of if you can't agree, you lose it. Because then right. that kind of, like, puts the onus on, like, obviously, if I'm your opponent, competitively speaking, it's better for me if you lose it. Right. I have an analogy. So it's like it's like it's better for me if you lose it. So obviously I should want that in a sense. But mm-hmm. maybe if I'm see this is the other thing. I don't want to say oh if I'm a good sportsman I let you have it because like it shouldn't be on me it's, to be it, a I good sportsman to give you, you back are your advantage. Correct. You know I, what I, I mean? Think it should just give be, me your analogy. I and think then I should, it. it should be that you just lose it because it what Travis did is he kind of left the door open, and it's like that scenario. You lend a guy ten bucks. All right? The week goes by, you're like, hey, man, you got that $10 again? What are you breaking my balls for about $10? I'll get it to you. I mean, right. really, you're going to make a big deal over $10? No, I'm not making a big deal. Right? Yeah. I gave you I gave you the 10 yeah. You right. can't actually afford to pay me back, but now you want to make me look stupid. Right. It's like That's, kind of the same yeah. scenario. But look, I, I don't want to say that Travis did something wrong leaving a door open. War Machine is predicated on if two players can agree to something, mm-hmm. then two well, players can true. agree to something. But in but a I'll tournament... Especially when it's a stranger and tensions might be high, and well, yeah, exactly. I prefer there just being a solid. And maybe that's up to the TO. Maybe that's part of the announcement you make. Look, if you forget a rule at any particular time, or, or if you forget prey, maybe you specifically call it out. You I know, will tell you that gone. I do not want to take away the player's ability to solve their problems. Let me give you an example. WTC, a guy said, "Well, wait a second. He ambushed that unit. I had no idea. He didn't declare to me that he was ambushing that unit at the beginning of the game." Well, first of all, you had an army list. You knew what was on the army list, right? So you, you didn't take note, number one. Number two, the rule doesn't say declare to your opponent. It, mm. it doesn't specifically say your opponent has to be in the loop on that. It doesn't say that the models need to be on the side of the table. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything. Else. You can declare. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you, know, you don't have to tell anyone. You can just say it to yourself. And the players worked out a solution, and I was glad that they did. You know, I was told about this after the fact. But because they asked me for like an official ruling, like we solved it, but what's the official ruling? And the official ruling is that guy can ambush that unit. And he doesn't have to, mm-hmm. you know. But but they worked it out, and I was grateful for that. So you know what I used to do? Why not? In Warhammer Fantasy, way back when, mm-hmm. I played Skaven, mm-hmm. and Skaven are very Skaveny. And if you don't know anything about Skaven, then this is going to be wasted on you. But assuming that no, you no, do, I they, played Fantasy. They're, back they're in sneaky the day. little rat people. Yeah. So that game always went with alternating deployment. Yeah, I put a unit, you put a unit, so on and so forth. So I used to put extra units on the table. I wasn't going to deploy them. But I wanted you to think that they were possibly going to hit that table. Because you didn't read my list anyway. Nobody ever did. So I just wanted you to see these extra three units. The cheerleaders. 
Yeah, well, when we were done, you know, you were done, you put down your last thing, you're like, all right, go ahead, finish up, and I'd be like, yeah, these guys aren't here, just put them over there, I'm like, all right, let's play. Uh, winning the mind game, were right. you? Hey, it was scaven, I mean, I was, I was being thematic. I, yeah, I think, I, I, for me, that kind of situation boils down to, it's the, it's not on somebody, it should not be on somebody to be a quote-unquote good sportsman and give you, like, leeway for your mistakes. I almost don't think that it should be called good sportsmanship because it implies that not doing that would be bad sportsmanship. Especially when you've already, you've deployed, they've deployed, maybe you've moved. Sure, yeah. And now they're going to pick their prey after you've actually moved and maybe put a unit closer and they might not have even picked that unit in the first place. Right, it becomes kind of a a messy thing. Well, you're just giving them a major advantage. And it's it's one thing to like, I, I... Honestly, like nine times out of ten, it's it's whatever to me. Like, yeah. sure, like to play the pro, whatever. Oh, you forgot to put a model down. Put a model down. Yeah. Like it's it it is whatever. But at the same time, like I should not be obligated to do. That I just did that the other day by sort of the rules of. Uh, the, well, that was not your fault. <laughs> that really wasn't my fault. I put that down was, seventy-five points. Steve here put down a hundred. Yeah. So that is. I'm going to blame. <laughs> Step one: agree on the point size of the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not it's not necessarily known these days. So yeah. you got to you got to talk about it ahead of time. So yeah. I will definitely take some blame for that. No, I, I think but, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, it, it, it's if I forgot something, if I made a mistake, I, I, you should not be the bad guy for holding you to the rules. Right. That's exactly. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm trying to say. You're not a bad guy for holding somebody to the rules. In fact, I would say you are a bad guy if you are trying to leverage the idea of sportsmanship to get somebody to let you break the rules. Yeah, like, there it is. No. Yeah. So my second um, issue for the judges' corner this this week, Ooh. and I'm and not this sure is an open-ended one. Yeah, I would I'm say. not sure if you've got a real, a, a real uh, solution to this, but I'll put it out there, and you know, people can contact me if they think you know they found something. I'm wrong about something. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, questions so, at thebookabrawl.com. Yep, that's our email address. That is our email. I don't address. check it. So unit movement is pretty clear, <laughs> right? You you move your guy. Everyone uh, is then placed within two inches, right? Simple. Let's say Easy. that guy. Love it. Let's say that guy that you moved dies. Uh huh. He um, moves through a defense, right? Gets killed. Spike trap. Mm. Yeah. What, what, whatever it happens to be. There is a rule in the movement part that says if that guy dies, just pick another guy and just keep going. Right. Right? Uh, the unit doesn't lose its activation or whatever. But there are a couple things in the game at this point, like counterblast. Mm-hmm. Right? Defensive and, strike. Defensive strike. And these things read that when the model ends its movement, you can counterblast. When the model ends its movement or is placed... You can defensive strike, mm-hmm. right? So the question then becomes, well, wait a second. When does this counterblast go off? When does a defensive strike happen? Does counterblast not mention place? It, it does. Says it does. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've been reasoning through with the rule book, and this is the kind of decision that, um, that I am reaching. So if you look at the timing reference, right, and if you look at activation timing, um, so activation timing, step number four is the model makes its normal movement. And then number five is resolve effects that occur at the end of normal movement. So I'm the active player. I have moved my model. At the end of normal movement, my guys are supposed to teleport. They're supposed to be placed within two inches. That's what the rules of unit movement say. Mm-hmm. So after those two guys get there, is when I think 
defensive strike and counter blast should go off. I agree. All right, I'm going to actually be the dissenting opinion here. Please. And I'm actually going to take back what I said because I believe that this does have an answer. Um, so, okay. So the thing here is the model makes its normal movement resolve effects that occur at the end of normal movement. Normal movement in both cases, capital N, capital M. That is a phase. That is a thing, like a specific phase. So you do your normal movement, then you do your combat action. So after normal movement, capital N, capital M, like you resolve those effects. So that would be after everybody has moved, right? Because that's the end of normal movement for a unit is mm -hmm. the one guy advances, the rest and get the placed. Guy. And then you defense it. So you're agreeing movement. with me for but, a better reason? <laughs> no, but if you, look at, if you look at defensive strike, let's say, for example, um, defensive strike says, uh, da, 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 let me pull it up. From the bastions. There they are. Defensive strike says, once per turn, an enemy model advances into and ends its movement. Does not end its normal movement. It happens uh, before the end of normal movement. Oh. Uh, so hmm. not capital N, capital M. It's just when, when a model advances and ends its movement. Does it put a limitation? Uh, once per turn. Only once per turn. Once per turn, yeah. Uh, so, the, so the one guy can't keep stabbing away at everybody coming in. Correct, correct. So that makes me think actually... That so it does, does that happen mean, first, or potentially it doesn't have to, but it could trigger that. So does that mean... After the first model advances, it could trigger, but it doesn't have to. All right, so hang on. Let's go with your theory. I charge you a unit. I only make it into combat with one model. The first model goes. The first model to And he's the furthest forward. Yeah. He's the one that makes it. You stab, or she. You stab him, kill him. Yes. Okay, great. Now I have to pick a new model. Yep. Let's assume that second model that I pick is also in... In range, mm -hmm. and can make the charge. You can no longer defensive strike. Correct. So then, and then my other guys teleport in, and then the fact that the rest of your unit has defensive strike is kind of worthless because the other models, after my models have teleported into place, do not get to make a defensive strike. Then. Uh, no, they do because they were placed. So each model can make a defensive strike. Like a model that has. Assuming strike that I put a model in melee range with of another guy. That has defensive strike. So that means defensive it's, strike triggers on placed as well. So, but that kind of indicates then that defensive strike is going off twice because let's assume it's the last model I place. Now I've completed quote unquote normal movement, but now you're going to stab me anyway. No, so that there's a little bit of width there. There's some room here. This I don't understand what you're saying because it so it happens. So defensive, right, strike, defensive strike doesn't have anything to do with normal movement. It's when you advance no. or are placed into my melee range. But I you had just mentioned strike. before all about normal movement. Yes, so that was because that was the crux of Seth's argument is that defensive strike triggers at the end of normal movement, therefore it happens then. All right, so we got to use the lifesaver technique. Except it does not happen then. It triggers when you finish your advance, when you end your move. All right, so this guy goes to here. Yes. You stab him. Yes. This guy goes to here. Yes. Nothing you can do about it. No. I place these two models. This is great radio. Yes, and and and, and then and I and then I defensive strike these two. But okay, I place these two models, and then this is my last guy, and I place him here. I'm yeah. now done with normal movement. Sure. And, and I defensive strike that guy because that model got placed into my melee range. But the way you were reading defensive strike before, it was almost like defensive strike was an interrupt. It is, but it's an interrupt on any movement. It doesn't have to happen during normal movement. If you sidestep into somebody's, or if you energizer, or 
whatever. Yeah. Uh, like any kind of any kind of advance or placement into my melee range will trigger it. So counterblast reads when an enemy model advances and ends its movement or is placed within five inches of the spellcaster. So the the troop the trooper model has to advance, right? And then it ends its movement. Correct. Um, but so now I'm going to go back to the rule book on on uh, on unit movement. Mm-hmm. When a unit advances as part of its normal movement, whether making a full advance run or charge, choose one trooper model in that unit to move. Unit movement only applies to normal movement; does not apply when the model moves for any other reason, such as uh, a reposition. Determine the model's movement. Place that remaining trooper. After determining that model's movement, Mm -hmm. place the remaining troopers in the unit within two inches of that model. Troopers are placed individually rather than simultaneously. Uh, That's also a key thing, yeah. Yes. Trooper placement is not simultaneous. Um, That's good to know. Yeah, that is good. That's not a nuance that I had known. But yeah, so like, and then normal movement ends. It does not. Normal movement does not end until all the the units. That actually moves. just lets you have more fun with the defensive strike thing, because it, it takes away some of the power. I think of defensive strike. I think you might be right. I don't. It, it's not. It's clunky. I they think, need to clean up the wording there. Yeah, I think yeah, the. Sounds, I think the, a key. I think they're making some assumptions within the sentence structure. So a little bit. I think the key thing there would be if you change, well, change not change because I believe it works this way right now. But if you clarify. Instead of saying after you determine its movement, then do this. If you say after you determine it moves it and it finishes words. its movement or something like yeah. that, you know what I mean. There are yeah. two words that are missing from these paragraphs, and and the two words We're are after. Advance and stop calling it movement. After it advances, after it does a full. It advance. should say after. Mm-hmm. It should say after and complete. Like after right, a after, model moves or after a unit completes all of its movement. However, you know you want to do that, but you you want to put that word in to say like. No, all of this happens. Yeah. Then you defend the strike because the way that it. it well, I think now, they don't want it to happen that way. I think they want. Well, okay, I, then I think they want however it they want yeah. it to happen. Yeah. Then they want to say. Then they should say after a single model moves. And moves with an engagement range or counterblast range, and that you know model with that ability can shoot or attack the the model that just moved before, and then they use the word before before the other models are placed. You know, then you get the defensive strike, and if that model dies, and you know, like there could be Maybe. an advanced, I, an advanced version of this rule, mm-hmm. and a simplified, like what yeah. the advance would give you the nitty gritty of the timing, kind of like kill box, whatever, uh, destroy. Yeah, you know what? You know so, what? Actually, I think the best thing to do would be add into that activation timing a breakdown of unit normal movement and say like yes. one model advances and ends its movement right, like, and yeah. then this disable then box, the rest of the disable models box are placed destroyed. Right. there's a reason why we have that we don't just say when a model dies yeah. I, yeah I think I think adding something adding a little something in there needs a timing chart uh, yeah nice little every like, now and sub, again someone subset. on the uh, rules forum or because there isn't a ton on the rules forum right now uh, or in one of the, the chats on Facebook will include like a clip from discord and I'm not a Discord guy. Like I'm very minimally on Discord. I'm never on Discord. Yeah. Uh, so I, I and I and I suggested to Travis that he, you know, and it doesn't have to be him. I'm just saying that you know, hey, maybe somebody should work on, especially since we're coming into con season, some kind of consolidated early. Here are some rulings that we mm-hmm. have because there are a ton of rules or questions from going back to November on the rules form that have not been closed, meaning the correct answer has been given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that that would be great. If it should uh, all be on their page, they should have an FAQ page. Well, the, they have the the rules forum, which yeah. is right. Well, that, yeah. but, it just but needs then to be consolidated needs... into a update. No, nice. it, the well, rules forum works fine as long as it's updated. And yeah, it, it's saying it well, needs to be updated, or a, 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 a document should really be put together. And you know what? I'm gonna um, when when I go to CaptainCon, I'm gonna say, folks, we're all experiencing Mark Four in a con setting for the first time together. I'm gonna make some rulings that uh, might be controversial. To that the might song. be controversial or, or un, unexpected or whatever, but it's what we're gonna to have to work with for now. And I may just give people a heads up about praying, give people a heads up about this, you know, counter blast offensive strike thing. Um, and or I could just be making too much of this and thinking this isn't as big of a, it may not be as big of a deal as I think it is. Yeah. So I guess we'll see, right? We'll see. All right, gentlemen. I think this has been an outstanding discussion. Uh, we've covered a lot of stuff, covered a lot of things. We're going to do some closing thoughts there. So, Mr. Rabideau, anything you want to close with tonight? Mm, not really. I'm just excited for Mark IV. I'm looking forward to Captain Con, getting a lot of games in. And, uh, yeah, it's always fun learning a new army, and especially when that new army has, like, modular warjacks, spell racks. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Mr. Continelli, any closing thoughts for us? Fix Durgan. All right. Well, this is Seth Cohen saying thanks for listening, and I hope I do see you at Captain Con.